Well, tonight we're going to continue this theme, faith in God. Who feels like they could use a little faith boost tonight, a little impartation of the spirit of faith? I don't just want to talk about it. I'm praying that we'll be born again in your hearts tonight. Faith imparted, that it will go with you, feel the effects of the boost to carry you through your week and to strengthen you in your faith here tonight. Faith is an empowering force and its fruit is life and expansion and fulfillment. I love the sweet fulfillment, the taste, when you know you've taken a step of faith and you've landed and that sweet satisfaction, that fulfillment that you feel is like nothing else. So I'm going to speak out of Matthew 9 here tonight. I'm just going to pluck out a number of beautiful stories. You know, Christ shows so much of his kindness to humanity right throughout Matthew 9. And I encourage you to indulge in the scriptures. Get lost in the scriptures. Let them speak to you. They are life. They are breath. If you you feel like you've got nothing left, pick up the scriptures and let them speak to you. But maybe not Ecclesiastes. I've been reading Ecclesiastes. (laughs) I read it this morning. I'm like, wow, because Ecclesiastes is basically um, all all these notes and thoughts about what life is like without the power of God, pretty much. And so it's quite dry, actually. (laughs) So just, you know, side thought, maybe not so much. Ecclesiastes, anything else, Matthew 9, definitely, it's going to be good. So it says in verse 2, Matthew 9, uh, we see this story and uh, the friends have brought the paralyzed man to Christ and Jesus saw their faith. You know, we witness faith. It's a tangible, we can see it on people. I see it in Scotty Linda. She was one of my favorite faith bearers. Yes, Scotty, yes. You wrestle for your faith. You fight for your faith. You're a stake in the ground faith kind of lady. And that's why I love Scotty Linda. I feel it just to be in her sphere. It's like faith coming off her. Brooke and Gerard, faith bearers. Legit, riding the waves, showing up, being faithful, being steadfast in the midst of the uncertainty, in the midst of the storm. That kind of faith. Faith isn't polished or perfection. It's robust. It's in the thick of stuff. That's what faith really is. We witness faith. It's tangible. We see it on one another. And you can hear faith. There's a sound of faith, which my husband preached so eloquently on this morning. Listen to the podcast. It was so good. I was at the Every Woman Gathering a couple of weeks ago. Holler at me if you're at the Every Woman Gathering. What an amazing time. And uh, we'd had a huge couple of days. Friday night was amazing. Saturday was amazing. And then um, as we're coming to a close, I'm in the green room at Oxford Falls. And Pastor Phil is there with the guest speakers. And we're wrapping up what's been a great conference. And they're heading into their Saturday night service, which is actually quite an intimate service. You know, Oxford Falls has these epic services. And then they have these intimate ones, just like we do. And um, they were leaning into prayer, into that service. And I'm just, um, I need to get back to my babies because I know that my babies are deprived and they've been missing me. They haven't seen me all weekend, so I'm not staying for the service. I'm just picking up all my bits and pieces. My arms are full and I'm turning to walk up the stairs, heading out of the green room. And as I'm walking up the stairs, I hear this sound behind me, Pastor Phil leading the pre-service prayer. Now he's been in and out of 
church all weekend supporting Pastor Chris. It doesn't sound tired. It doesn't sound religious. It doesn't sound flat. It doesn't sound dormant. I hear the sound of faith from our senior leader. I see, I hear this resonance and it catches my ear on the stair. It almost made me want to turn around and plug back in. I love the sound of faith. And in all his years of pouring out sacrificially to build the house of God, still the sound of faith rings true out of the heart of our senior leader and it's inspiring the buoyancy and the steadfastness of a great man and woman of God. Can we just honour our senior leaders? Well, we've got it good, friends. They're two of the finest. They're so good. And it says in verse 18, as we just delve down into Matthew 9, while he was talking this way to them, a ruler entered and kneeling down, worshipped him. This is Jesus saying, my daughter has just now died. So you would think you'd be in a fog of grief at that point. My daughter, that which is a part of me, my heart outside my body has just died. But he goes on to say something amazing. He says, but come and lay your hand on her and she will come to life. He tells Jesus what to do. I love people that have so much faith and audacity. They would tell Jesus what to do, even in the midst of the greatest pain that you can probably ever experience on the planet. This man, this master turned to faith in that moment and he told Jesus what to do. And here's what Jesus did in verse 19. And Jesus got up and accompanied him with his disciples. See, faith speaks the master told Jesus what would be. He didn't just tell him what to do. He told him what would be. He, he wrote the script on behalf of the Savior and asked him to walk in it. How amazing is that? He said, come, lay your hand on her and she will come to life. And let me tell you, if you fast track the story, that is exactly what happened. And there was opposition and there was contention, but nevertheless, those words of faith rang true and they landed. And we're going to unpackage it, lady, here tonight. Make known your requests before the Lord. Put them on him. Put them before him, just as this great man did. See, faith has a sound. You know, it has a sound. Sometimes it's like a beating drum. It's like a beating drum, this kind of um, proclamation and ongoing sound that's just coming at you, coming through you. I, I don't know if you've been to a Lebanese wedding, Rosendori. I don't know if you've experienced the Lebanese drummers. Wow factor, put it on your bucket list for at least once in this life. But what happens as the drums beat, it's almost like it vibrates through your body. It's like the pulse of the drum becomes the pulse of your heartbeat and it, it, you, you find yourself in rhythm, in sync with the drum and it's relentless and it's continuous and it reverberates all the way through you. Faith has a sound and I liken it to a drum beat. Now sometimes if there's a little bit of doubt or a quirk or a kink on the inside of you, you're going to find the drumbeat a little bit abrasive. And you might find that you're a bit reactive. And I want to encourage you, friends, if faith is causing a bit of a reaction out of you, just pause, take a pause, assess the condition of your heart and find out what's going on in there that's maybe not aligning with faith. Why, what is the cause of that reaction, that, that quirk? It's really worth taking a pause and slowing down for because those things try to inhibit us on getting in the slipstream of faith. Now, faith is like a drum beat. 
And let me tell you, there's been times where there's just been a conviction in my heart that's running through like a drumbeat. And, and maybe in seasons you feel like, oh my goodness, there's so much going on or this is happening or whatever. But I find as long as that faith drum beat is running true through my heart, then I can stay the course. I can stay the course. I've got clarity. Matt, this is my jurisdiction too, brother. If Zion can play the drums, so can I. <laughs> and this is what I know. Civil war is on the rise. Yes, it is. Civil water is on the rise. It's happening today. Civil water is on the rise. Yes, it is. Civil water is on the rise. It's happening today. I'm going to beat my drum. I'm going to beat my drum all the days of my life. I'm going to beat my drum until I see everything happening that I hope happen. Every vision, everything I'm carrying in my heart, I'm going to beat my drum. And when I'm weary, I'm going to beat my drum. When I'm up, I'm going to beat my drum because I believe, I believe what's in my heart will happen. I believe, I believe what's in my heart will happen. We are not shrinking. We are not small. We're uprising. I hear the call. We are not shrinking. We are not small. That's why I said you need to come tonight, Emma. I just thought you'd appreciate a bit of my craziness. Every now and then, crazy Nat comes out, just about once a month. Mostly I'm reserved, conservative every now and then. Did you appreciate that, Emma? Thank you, Kathy. Did you? I've been, I didn't even practice that. That just, wow. Just, I know, I know. Do you know, I really feel that Danny Kay needs to have a conversation with me about the album. I just feel like that would just... <laughs> I feel like there's been a gap, and I really think something ridiculous like that. <laughs> well, that's where the spirit, then it would just break open, totally. Uh, but sometimes that's what faith looks like, a little bit ridiculous, a little bit raw, and it's just got to be a, like a steam train running through the inside of you. And you just got to hold fast to that thing because everything in this life is going to come at you and try and, and dilute and water down. Zion, brother. I feel like you could learn a few things tonight. <laughs> Seriously, everything's going to come at you. But I'm here tonight to champion the call, to champion the, the seed of faith that's on the inside of you. Even a seed, even the purpose and the power that's in a seed is worth calling forth here tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Now, sometimes faith, on the other hand, is, is a, like a still, quiet truth just pronounced over a circumstance. My children have had these um, odd sores all over their body all year. Like things I've, I just, when you become a parent, you just see things that you never knew about. And um, <laughs> like, okay, so they've faded off Sienna, she was first. They've faded off Jessie. And Cleo's still got a few random ones. Sorry, um, regular children that she regularly plays with. I don't think they're contagious though, outside of water. <laughs> Side notes, Andrea, diagnosis later maybe. Anyhow, there's one crazy big one and I'm like, Lord, how are we going to get, she had this huge welt on the side of her foot and Hearts and I are sitting on the bed looking at it on Saturday and I'm like, what is it going to take? 
to get rid of that. And Hearts was like, it's changing. It's getting better. It was just those still, simple, quiet words of faith. It's changing. It's getting better. It's going to respond. And sometimes faith is just like that. It cuts through. It's like a truth that cuts through. It, it cuts through and you, it resonates. Faith resonates with you. Amen. You know, friends, I can't make you have faith for your context, but I can influence and persuade. And that's the position of the minister. We labor for your liberty. We labor for your liberty here tonight. And friends, you hold the authority for the outworking in your life. I want to remind us here tonight, we all hold the authority in our hands to take a hold of faith for our circumstance and to release it, to get the upper hand on our circumstance. We get to decide if faith will course through our veins for our families and our finances. We get to decide. And tonight, I'm just going to give you a boost and an encouragement for that area of your life here tonight. Like the woman with the issue of blood, she had faith coursing through her veins. And I love this story. It says, Matthew 9, 22, Jesus turned around and seeing her, he said, take courage, daughter, your faith has made you well. I think it's interesting that he didn't say, I have made you well. He said, your faith has made you well. I think we underestimate our part in the equation of miracles in our life. He's telling her that it wasn't him, that it was her, her faith that made her well. And at once the woman was restored to health. You know, Matthew 9 is full of people that Jesus recognized their faith and he permitted their request. Why wouldn't he listen to you? Why wouldn't he see you and acknowledge your faith and permit your request? See, cynicism, resting in human reason, is our subtle block to our faith. And this is what it was said of Jesus along that theme in verse 3. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, this man blasphemes. He claims the rights and prerogatives of God. Yes, he claims the rights and prerogatives of God. He is God. <laughs> of course he does. But religion is always looking to confine and define, to confine and define. Faith, on the other hand, liberates. It extends the borders. It calls us out into the deep. It calls us out beyond what we could ever hope or dream or imagine. That's where it takes us. And verse 4 says, But Jesus, knowing, seeing their hearts, seeing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil and harbor malice in your hearts? See, just as we can witness faith, we can see thoughts and attitudes and blockages. And we can see and feel those things too. And you know, sometimes as, uh, within couples and within friendship circles, it's important to acknowledge the influence that we had and ultimately, we are called to call one another upward in our faith. See, what happens is when you come together, Rose and Dorian, Dorian is the color blue, Rose is the color red, and then I know a little bit of art teaching, Rose, then those colors come together. Philosophically, they become purple. They're a married couple. I know, wow, isn't that amazing? <laughs> Rocket science. 
But what happens is there's a blending of philosophy. There's an influence of attitudes and perspectives and faith. And I just want to encourage us in our friendships, in our households, in our marriages, remember that you have a responsibility to call one another upward in your faith. In the areas where you're vulnerable, I pray that your friend would cover you and call you upward. In the area that you're strong, I encourage you to lift your up your voice and be true and resonate and keep lifting up your faith. But don't muddy the waters of the people around you. Don't overcut or mix those colors into a muddy brown when it could be a beautiful purple. Rather, be considerate of the effect that you have in whether you're calling for faith or seeding doubt or seeding apprehension or seeding cynicism. Be mindful of the seeds that you sow in the relationships around you. Call one another upward in your faith. Amen. Come on, let's thank Jesus here tonight. Let's read on in Matthew 9, verse 18. There are two daughters in Jesus' sphere. One has suffered for 12 years with the issue of blood. The other hovers between life and death. And Jesus is on his way to resurrect one. He's on his way. He's been called. He's been propelled towards the one that hovers between life and death. And as he goes, because he's, his faith switch has been flicked, and resurrection power begins to flow through him. It's like a domino effect on the inside of him. Faith, when it gets a hold of him, it flicks the switch. A resurrection power begins to flow through him. And he's walking towards that outcome. He's walking towards delivering life to that woman. But in this moment, the daughter with the issue of blood grasps the hem of his garment. And she is healed. And life surges through her body and every cell responds to the resurrection power of Jesus Christ as she grasped the hem. It wasn't even meant for her. The resurrection life was on its way to another, but she came from behind and she grasped the hem and every cell responded in her body and she was healed in that moment. She came and she took a hold of what was hers in Jesus' name. And it goes to say, and behold, a woman who had suffered from a flow of blood for 12 years came up behind and touched the fringe of his garment. I want to encourage some people in this room tonight. She came from behind. He was on his way to heal someone else. And as he turned, his robe flared out and she grasped it. She reached through the, the throng of people, the throng of legs, and the, she sat in the dust and she reached through and she found a way and she grasped a hold of him. In that moment, she came from behind. She grasped the hem and it was enough. Even a grasp from behind is enough. And if you feel like you're coming from behind, if you feel like you're behind the eight ball, if you feel like you're behind the body clock, if you feel like you're behind the genetics, if you feel like you're behind the plan, just remember it was enough for her to grasp from behind. It was enough for her and it's enough for you. And, you know, she humbled herself. Humility is the greatest posture. She sat in the dust. She reached through the crowd. And the power and the reward of the humility is amazing. I mean, I remember as a 17-year-old high school leader, leaver, I had all my hopes in my little sweetheart. 
and I was graduating out of high school and then I was going to Sydney, C3 College, to study dance. And my application had been received and I'd worked over the summer and saved and I had all my ducks lined up for my little life. And then it was just about a week before I was meant to go and my parents sat me down and they said, Nat, all the finances aren't quite equating. You need to postpone for a year. You need to work for another year and save and then we'll reconsider whether you can sustain yourself in Sydney. And at that moment, it was like my little hopes and dreams fell slow motion and smashed on the floor. And I thought, I might get stuck. I'm going to get stuck in this place. I'm never going to get there. And all this hopes and just went. The wind went out on my sails. And But what was important in the letting go, in the, in the humility, in the crush in that moment, in the reality in that moment was ambition was losing its grip on me. And the reality was God needed to do some tweaking and some reconfiguring and, 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 and groom a little bit of humility in me so that I could remain when my day of graduation came. See, a year later, I found myself in Sydney, but my demeanor was different. The ambition had gone. Something had broken that needed to be broken. Something that had yielded that needed to yield it. And I was clothed rather in humility so that I could remain and walk my way graciously through that appointment and not dishonor that appointment. The power of humility is the place where miracles comes, where life comes, where a return comes. Come on, let's thank Jesus in this place tonight. Amen. Oh, this is important. It says in verse 21, for she kept saying to herself, if I only touch his garment, I shall be restored to health. If I only touch his garment, I shall be restored to health. If I only touch his garment, I shall be restored to health. If I only touch his garment, I shall be restored to health. The internal dialogue really matters. And she had this going on repeat on the inside of her, cultivating the soil, making a way. You know, in times of transition or angst, can I say, ask the Lord for the script. Don't let feelings dictate your script or your dialogue. You know, better to say nothing than to sow doubt and discord in your field. Better to say nothing, honestly, than to sow doubt or discord in your field. I want to bring up the picture of my Hawaiian jetty, which I believe the Lord totally built in that place just for me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure a multitude of others have gone there. But I love this place. Recently, we had a little three-week escapade overseas with our family. What a blessing. We're so grateful. And when I was looking for a quiet space with God, I'd go to this beautiful spot, just a short walk from where we were staying, and I'd watch the fish swim, and I'd just be still. Now, I could say that um, I get my dialogue from this place but actually, if I'm really honest, I would say I get stillness. I get internal stillness from this place with God, going to this place where I sit with him. Honestly, 
I don't get a lot of words in that place. I don't even say a lot of words in that place. But what happens is I slow down and the stillness and the peace that is him gets on the inside of me. When I go to this place, I get stillness on the inside of me and that affects my dialogue. That changes the outworking of the sound that comes from from within me. So if I can encourage you to find your place, and many times if I'm honest, it's just when I'm driving the car, it's not fancy like a, you know, um, a pier in Hawaii. It's just, a, it's just a quiet place. But in the quiet place, if you let your internal person go to him, stillness will permeate your soul and it will change your internal dialogue. It will change the sound of what's coming out of you. You know, friends, we pray when prayers, we pray why prayers, we pray how prayers, we pray if prayers. But she prayed, if I only get a hold of him, If I only get a hold of him, I will be restored. She prayed, if I only get a hold of him, taking a hold of him solves all of humanity's problems. Every issue of the human heart is restored and recalibrated when we get a hold of him. When he fills us, the overflow of our life is contentment. Even in the midst of imperfection, even in the midst of despair, when we take a hold of him, he's everything we could hope for. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. You know, some of us are clutching to the hem of our human strength, to the hem of our human efforts, clutching to the hem of our hopes, but grasping the hem of his garment is all I have and everything I'll ever need. And tonight, if I could lead us to that place to take a hold of him, the miracles flow through that grip with Christ in our hand, with belief in our heart. That's the grip of faith right there. You know, some have faith to grasp. Some others need an intervention, a master to come on our behalf. And in verse 25, Jesus goes to the one that he was invited to heal. And it says, but when the crowd had been ordered to go outside, he went on, he took her by the hand and the girl arose. You know, you may need to order some things out of your room tonight. He was very specific in order to cultivate an atmosphere of miracles. He ordered some things out of the room. He got, he got grief out. He got, he got um, hype out. There was hype in the crowd. There was chaos in that crowd of mourners. And he pushed them all out until only faith remained in that room. She couldn't do a thing. A master came on her behalf and and he provoked Jesus to come. He told Jesus to come and Jesus took her hand and she arose. Some of us have faith alive on the inside of us to reach through the chaos and grasp tonight. Others need a master to invite someone, to invite him on our behalf, to come into our circumstance. Wherever you find yourself tonight, let me tell you, he can make a way. He can make a way whether by invitation or by an outward action, both women receive their miracles. Both women receive their outcome. Why don't you stand right across this room here tonight? We witness faith. Faith has a sound. The internal dialogue matters. And what matters most is the advocate for your life is in the room tonight just as he was in that crowd, just as he was in that woman's room. The advocate for your life is receiving. He's in this room. He's ready to receive you right now. 
So Lord, I thank you that you are here. I thank you, Lord, that faith arises in the hearts of the men and women in this room right now. I thank you, Lord, you're gracious, you're kind, you're compassionate, you're patient. You're patient, you wait for us. You hover, you extend your hand even to the ends of the earth, you would go. And so, Lord, I just thank you right now that faith would just permeate the hearts of the saints here tonight, that it would just fill up like an hourglass, pouring like sand through the hourglass, pouring into each one, grain by grain, pouring in, pouring in, pouring in faith and strength and courage and hope arising in each one right now, pouring in, pouring in, pouring in. And I rebuke doubt in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, Lord. We I speak to doubt right now. And I thank you, Lord. This is a clear atmosphere. This is your altar. This is your space. And I thank you, Lord. You're writing fresh stories in our hearts and in our lives here tonight. You're making new ways, going off-road, in this place tonight, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Peace on each one. Strength for each one. We thank you, Lord.